Welcome to Aussie Ambitions Podcast, where we meet with everyday Aussies that are pushing ahead with their goals and ambitions in life. Join your host, Scott Robert Springer, to explore the future of entrepreneurship, work-life balance, and reaching beyond your comfort zone. So stay tuned for some tips on living life the Aussie way. All right, welcome to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. We've got a new guest here today who's traveled down actually from Brisbane, so really excited to have him and his partner on. So we're going to get some unique perspective on the world of business, um, how businesses are operating in Australia right now, and just some of the aspects of areas that I can relate to, digital marketing, and so uh, really looking forward to sharing this perspective with you. We've got our guest, it's Tim Austin. Welcome, Tim. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Excellent. So Tim is a business marketing strategist, which yep. I like that. It kind of leaves it open for uh, lots of things. And we've just had a little warm-up chat. Um, but uh, yeah, can we just jump in? You tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you're working on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so my name's uh, Tim. Like Scott said, um, I'm the co-founder of Traffic Coach. And uh, I am a business uh, consultant and marketing strategist. And um, yeah, this year's um, been uh, like a very challenging year for everybody. And the year before with COVID, obviously. And uh, look, we, uh, we're really excited because we're in a really happy space to um, provide our services to help business owners uh, grow and prosper, make more money, and also have a step-by-step strategy to do that. So Nice. So Traffic Coach is the name, uh, and, and that covers a certain scope. Yep. Is it fair to say that's uh, in the world of digital marketing and digital marketing services? Or Yeah, look, it is. It's both. Um, when Traffic Coach was um, like discovered, it came in inspira- inspiration in my mind. <clears throat> I wanted to combine all the knowledge that I had from 10 years of business and um, put a unique perspective on business consulting and coaching and having the marketing services to back that up. So I knew I wanted to have something of uh, high value so I could share, you know, as much as my knowledge as possible where I did really, really well or didn't do very, very well and then give that knowledge to my clients as a service base to help them succeed in their own business and and obviously in their personal lives too. So That's... uh... I think a lot of the listeners will be interested to hear about a bit of the self-start possibility. So if someone's got some expertise, they maybe work a day job, a regular corporate job possibly, yep. and then it's sort of how can you flex on that and build out your own path and yep. maybe it's your own company or it's a con- the consulting path is quite interesting. So do you mm-hmm. consider yourself a, a consultant or do you have a period of time where you were like advising people based on things that you already knew? Yeah, well, when it first started out... Um, it was more like we were just going to be a marketing agency with a, a bit of a difference, like a unique perspective. Um, but what happened was is that when you start having a relationship with somebody, they always come to you for advice or help. And I always found my biggest problem was I'd put my hand up and say, I can help you there. I can, I can definitely give you advice. I can do that for you. So I automatically knew that because I, I couldn't just provide that one service, I could see the path that they were on. I could identify how they were trying to get to their goals. I knew I had to create a success formula that I could then um, duplicate for them. So over the past fifteen months, I've been putting that together, and um, I've—it's not just my own, obviously, formula. It's from all the entrepreneurs out there that provide, you know, really beneficial advice, like Gary Vee and um, you know Grant Cadone and heaps of others. Like there's tons, there's heaps of people in Australia as well, like Dale Beaumont. And um, you just start seeing um, a, 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 such a strategy for success for them. So that's how it started out. And then so I knew that we had to have a process for meeting a client. 
to getting them to where they needed to be, that roadmap. So that's what I've created with Traffic Coach. And um, so far, we've been doing really well with it. And this year, uh, we hope to help a hell of a lot more people discover their own roadmap and get there with um, the consulting okay. and, and the training and then also our marketing services that'll help them get there. So it's still relatively new in a sense of, of rolling without in a wide way. So you've maybe yeah. got some clients that you've worked with. Absolutely. But now it's just about uh, getting yeah. towards that. Okay. Yeah, we've incubated it, but now it's like we're absolutely 100% ready. We've got a nice little team behind us to work with uh, a small uh, amount of clients. And then once that is really duplicatable and it, it is there, but we want to test it because it's like going slow to go fast type of thing. Yeah. I like that. I think I'll just reinforce the the main theme that we bring into these discussions, which is um, it's ambitions. Yes. And yeah. it's the Australian perspective of what's happening here. So people from outside of Australia can have a look in, mm. get a feel for people and, you know, how did you, you know, what are the stages that are going through in terms of starting a business? Is it mm. an environment that's easy, easier than say um, uh, other areas? Is it, uh, are there certain trends and that kind of thing? So that, that's helpful mm. to look at. But the other side of it is um, maybe just the the life goals and sort of where does this fit into the overall mix? So, you know, balance and, mm. you know, you've had some experience and you've, you're having to deep dive in this. So does this feel like, uh, is this something that you're going through a sprint at the moment and you're, and you're having to like really grind it out just to sort of get that first level of thing launched and roll out? Or do you feel like it's got going at a an easy pace? Well, two, probably two answers to that question. <laughs> some days I feel like, um, and most business people would agree with this, that some days you feel like you're on the hard grind. Then other days you feel like you're just absolutely conquering the world, right? So it's a bit of both. And uh, I think it's always going to be a bit of both. Um, but I always find that mindset's uh, the most important because if you tell yourself on a daily basis that today's going to be easy and day's going to flow the way I want it to flow, then it generally will happen that way. If you create your own resistance, uh, own excuses, get frustrated a bit too much uh, and don't take a, um, a chance to walk away from something that's maybe frustrating you, then uh, yeah, you'll be on the grind for sure. But um, I've noticed that um, the very best way to do it is to just be patient, remain calm and good things come to those who have a good mindset and uh, focus on themselves. Everything comes from within and goes out. So mm. yeah. Again, the the interesting thing for me is I mean, I can relate in, in the marketing world and some of the, you know, the tools you're probably using and things yeah, like that. But yeah. where do you look for inspiration? Is it, are you looking within your personal network here in Australia or is it sort of this global, you mentioned Gary uh, yeah. and some of the other experts. Yeah. Are you, do you consider you yourself in the mix with the global aspect of things or is it, is it really just what's going to make it work here in Australia and you do your homework here? Yeah, it, it, it kind of depends. If it's client research, then it's it can be anywhere and everywhere. Um, if it's for myself and, and understanding how digital marketing trends are happening or what's a new I call gorilla hack to um, maybe getting more leads for a client or whatever it might be, um, it's global, I think, a lot more than it is in Australia. I feel like Australia has a lot more to offer in regards to catching up with what technology is out there and how easy it can make your life in a positive way. And I feel like um, Aussies, um, uh, they don't have, Aussie business owners don't have the time maybe um, to research and find all this information out because sometimes we uh, people seem to feel like they need to hold on to all this value and not share it with the world. Um, and I think making time for self-development and personal development um, in the business world is um is lacking. I mean, people just don't get the, they just don't make the time to make it happen. So I think it is very global. I mean, I've read a lot of different books from a lot of different people. 
Um, but there's some really inspirational people inside our country, I think, that need a bigger voice on the main stage if you're talking about global. Mm. Mm. Um, that might be a good chance just to talk about yourself personally and where you're, say, born and raised and where do you come from? Are you yeah. So you're living in Brisbane now? Yeah, living in Brisbane now. Um, what about before that? Where'd you come from? Yeah, interesting story. Um, actually, a country boy. Um, moved to the country. Mum and dad decided to move to the country. A population of 300 people. The town was called Alpha. It's in uh, Western Queensland. And they decided to move there because they wanted uh, to raise, a, I suppose, a, a child in that environment where um, safe, practical, they could teach uh, all those uh, great family values in that environment. They didn't feel like they could do that in the city. Um, that was their decision. But um, yeah, I grew up basically uh, being the farm kid. That was my life. And um, But for some reason... Um, during that time, I always had this inspiration inside of me to do more, want more, have more. And uh, that led to, first and foremost, me uh, wanting to hunt for the best career that paid me the most money. That was my goal as a young fella. Um, but that quickly changed to being, no matter what role I had, operations manager, you know, whatever it was, because I, I was in the mines for some time, um, I still wasn't satisfied inside. So I decided that, um, yeah, I had to do something else. And that's when business uh, came along in my world and the first taste I got with that, well, I was super excited. I became a complete workaholic in that industry. So that is interesting. I was, I'm, I was looking out for things of like perhaps, um, ambition, like mm. you know, whether it's just money or yep. career path or just opportunity perhaps. Yes. Um, so country, is it country versus city? And it was like, you yeah. knew that you needed to move to be successful or you're going to yep. try to build it up. Well, we could, you've, there's different types of success for everybody, right? So my success, I had to move because after boarding school, I went to boarding school, I moved back home to work really, really hard, save some money, and then I moved to Mackay. And my very first aspiration that came, in, uh, came into my knowing is um, I met a, a friend of my father's. He had a, um, one of those uh, secondhand porn shops. I think I'm fairly sure it was in Maryborough. And he... Um, I was very young and he was talking about all these real estate investments. So I automatically connected real estate with success at an early age and knew I wanted to pursue that passion. So my very first real job in the world in my, in my pressure was real estate for me. That was my real job. And I got that job and did it for a few years and I really enjoyed it and got a taste for it. So yeah, that was kind of like uh, the journey, but the aspiration was always inside. It just was always there. I wanted to achieve so much more. And I'm, not, I'm really not sure, too sure where that came from. So, Yeah, and, and I think mentioning inspirations and mentors and especially mm. the traffic coaches, it's got coach in the name. Yeah. So you are basically now in a position to coach others, but yep. would you have other others that coached you to get to this point? Or? That was... Out of everything you learn in life, especially in a business career, that was probably the, the the biggest weakness. I was really too, in the early days, not now, I'm all for it, and I've had been this way for probably a few years now, but before that, I was always not too concerned about getting a mentor, not too concerned about being involved in a circle of people that had more experience um, or more knowledge in a certain area or, the, or was going in the same direction as me. So I didn't hold it to be uh, into myself. I didn't hold it to be something that was worth looking into. But now it's like the number one thing I look for. Um, and I think that's why after all these years in business, there's such a connection with what I'm doing now because you just get an epiphany and you realize you need that mentorship. You need to put yourself out there out of your comfort zone and be a part of something greater than yourself. 
uh, and follow follow that line. I think, and that's kind of that's I suppose that's the answer to that question. Yeah, it's amazing the mind, isn't it? It's like you know, people can be type A personalities, really mm. uh, high achievers, and and I guess headstrong in where they want to go. Yes. But it's almost it's that blinders effect, and you don't know that there's that opportunity sitting just to your right if you'd only yep. pause. Yeah. And, and and so you can definitely miss it. And so yeah. maybe it's just having multiple perspectives. Um, do you think you need to align with like one particular? Is it sort of like a mentor protege type thing where it's one to one, or can you subscribe to being you know just like YouTube and they've got general advice which you then tune mm. into? Yeah. Look, I um I I put a lot of thought into this a few years ago, um, and I I used to. Um, believe my success was driven by what was in my bank account and how fast to get there. That's That was where it used to be for me. But what I realized is because there's so much noise out there in regards to who you can listen to and what content you absorb to get where you want to go. So if you want to listen to Grant Cardone, that's one person. If you want to listen to somebody else, that's another person. I think you've got to align who you are and understand who you are and align yourself with the right person that works for you. Because you can take in um, content and knowledge, and when you do that, um, you might be you might be going the wrong way, and you might not realise it until it's too late. So, therefore, I think um, when you're looking for mentors and looking for someone to work with and bounce ideas off, just have you'll you'll know what the connection feels like. It's just straight away. You have it straight away. It, it maintains itself. There's integrity and respect there from the beginning. And if you find that person, then you should hold on to that relationship straight away. That's just what you should do. That's my experience anyway. Is is the philosophy in Australia or the general feel here that um, people are willing, willing to share knowledge? Obviously, maybe in the older days, you've got some secret formula for success, and perhaps you keep it to yourself, or you try to monetize it, or. Yep. flex on that. What do you think? Is was there a general feel here of just um, collaboration and just trying to help people advance yep. out there, or what's your feel on that? Yeah, look, I I think that um, I, I I think that yes, people still hold on to a lot of value before they release it. But I also think that uh, from what I've seen, from my opinion, is that um, when business owners or people get burnt, they tend to hold on to that negative feeling too long or for their whole life. And therefore, they won't share anything or won't allow themselves to be, to be open to a new experience or a new person to come in and help change their direction or, or help them get to their goals. Because at the end of the day, it's their goals. If they have their goals and they know what they are, they need to get there, no matter what it is, whether it's life or business, it doesn't matter. But if they've been burnt too many times, and we all have, trust me, we all have, um, then if they hold on to that, they're not allowing themselves to to bring the right people to them to then make those changes. Because I'm telling you, life is a journey and life's a road, so you, we're all on it. And um, you've just got to you've got to be mindful, um, I think, in what you're sharing and what content you're putting out there for yourself, but also what you're you're getting back in. I think you know that's the only way I can explain it because that's just for me thinking about these things for the last ten years. Mm. So yeah, um, yeah, I think that's uh, it's coming across pretty clearly in terms of where you've come from and what you're working on. And I'm just curious about obviously we're dealing with Australia and the borders, but then there's international and you've probably traveled places. Have you, have you done a bit of travel overseas? Yeah, I uh, went to Greece in 2018. That was a, a hell of a magic experience. It was a boys trip, yep. um, so off limits for chats. But um, but no, it was really good. We had a great time and, and seeing the world for the first time like that was really good for me and I'd like to do a lot more, but obviously COVID's restricted all that now. But it, hopefully very soon we'll be back onto that. But yeah, I feel, feel like, um, yeah, that type of travel was really important. Yeah. Hmm. 
Um, yeah, obviously travel can be for like, there can be work-related travel. Yeah. There might be a conference or something. Yeah. Do you ever seek out um, perhaps like international level coaches and that kind of forum where people are actually, yep. I think those exist? Yeah, look, um, I've been part of uh, three major groups, mostly in Australia. Dent Global was one, um, very good entrepreneurial group, um, teach you how to um, really advance yourself and how to how to push your personal brand by, they teach you how to basically write a book and, and use your skills and put all your value into a book and then that'll help you generate the right credibility, I guess you could say, for attracting the right people into your business, which is pretty cool. And I've been part of the Entourage group. They're both very great groups. I really enjoyed the groups. Um, part of a new group now called Business Blueprint and they're my mentors, Dale Beaumont. But um, I found that uh, uh, they had the best structure system that I came across for what I needed. So how to grow, systemize and profit from the business in a way that I just needed someone to, to look up to and, and go to when I need something. Um, so that was really positive. Um, but yeah, so. That's good. I appreciate you sharing those specifics because uh, again, that's not going to have a lot of necessarily awareness in an, in an international setting. So it gives mm. people a chance to jump onto those and really right. get a feel for what's happening, what kind of networking. Um, obviously the the big ones would be in the US, you got the sort of California group, um, Silicon Valley, you got New York, that's a base, you got all these little hubs and yep. I'm, I'm kind of fascinated in how they emerge. So yep. being from Canada originally, uh, Toronto, major city, you know, they would have some kind of a, where you get this entrepreneurs coming together and it's almost like this, it's not really competitive, but it's almost like, um, it's a lifestyle and you have, yeah. and it helps you feel like you're a little bit normal <laughs> in the spectrum yes. of things. Yes. Where do you feel like you fit into the fabric of society as a, as an individual? Um, yeah, good question. Um, not, not really, but not in a negative way. Um, we all have a circle of friends and people that we, you know, collaborate with on a daily or weekly, monthly, whatever. Um, it was always very hard. Like, sure. I've got my, my, my mates, my friends that I hang around with that aren't in business. I got that. And I've got other people that are in business that I hang around with as well. But the general conversation uh, touches my heart a lot more when it's with my with depends on how I'm feeling as a person. If I want to ha be a larrikin with my mates, then I'll, I'll, I'll spend time with those guys. But if I want some serious chats and really open up how I feel, uh, you know, uh, then I'll have chats with people in business because I just feel that's you know that's where I'm most comfortable, and you can share and, and gain so much knowledge from those conversations with those types of people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but I still like going to the pub and having a beer. Like, okay. That's not that we've been able to do that much lately. Right. right. So, yeah. I think yeah. people are hanging out for that. And, you yeah. know, is this, you know, what's the balance here? Is the, uh, yeah. is the all work, no play, or is there some leisure in there? So, yeah, um, just on that, do you like on a day off? When was the last day off you took completely? Oh, um, to be honest, I worked, or well, we worked, um, myself and my partner, the co founder, traffic coach, we worked. Um, or Christmas. Um, but that was really enjoyable for us um, just because we had so much drive to complete something that we're about to launch in our business. So we, we, we did that. But to be honest, I still have some really bad traits in regards to being a workaholic. But I feel like um, meeting my fiance, Susie, and she's a partner of the business too, is that's now been managed a lot better in a positive way because we have a blended family of uh, five kids. And, um, and, you know, we, we value that time because we found each other, right partners, right timing, good family unit. Um, and it just, it puts perspective on things to have some balance and uh, she helps me have that balance. And I think that's super important because 
I never had really great lifestyle balance. I just love to work. I love everything about business and I love opportunity and I love seeing other people's opportunities. So that's pretty much how it's been for me most of my life. Just work, 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 work. So mm. Mm. I like that you mentioned that. We're definitely going to have Susie on so we can get, uh, you know, her perspective and, yeah, again, what, uh, you know, she's going to have her own set of goals and yep. uh, mix of balance and things. But, um, yeah, I think it's fascinating to hear that you did sort of grind through the Christmas period um, yep. but enjoyed it. It's sort of like that yep. sense of fulfillment. Like, is yes. there a, an aspect where you feel like you're living exactly what you want to be doing or is there, like, another thing that's on your list perhaps – 10 years from now being like, no, I want to learn how to do X, Y, and Z. Like it's a, it's another yeah. life goal somewhere sitting there. Oh, absolutely. I think, um, if you don't have goals personally, um, for long-term, short-term, um, there's nothing really to strive to. I think if I was to say one personal goal, I really like to learn the piano, <laughs> to be honest. I, I, I'm a pretty decent singer, pretty decent karaoke guy. <laughs> my family's got a background in music and my father was actually quite, um, predominant in the music scene in England where, where he's originated from. And, um, yeah, I would really like to get back into that. I, I was, I did a lot of it when I was a child, like play guitar, drums and stuff. But uh, I, th I think my major goal is after we settle down the business a little bit where we want it to be. And I mean, settle it down in a way that we're super, super comfortable with how it's operating. And we are, but you know what it's like as a business. There's always something to do and something to improve on. Then I would love to set up a music studio with a drum kit, guitar, you know, all the gadgets in there and just, you know, have that moment of time where you could just go in, it's soundproofed and you won't, you know, have the neighbours call the police on you because you're too loud and just have a great time because that's kind of really enjoyable. Music's a really uh, enjoyable thing for me. So, yeah, that'd be a big one. That's that's good. Like we won't hold you to it, but we like to get those things out because it might be fun, fun to get you back yeah. in a period of time and say, look, uh, you know, business is sailing, um, you know, but maybe you value your free time yep. and you want to be uh, adding another little fun factor to the mix. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I think that's, that's very interesting. So what I was curious about is the, uh, the advice that you could possibly recommend to people. So people mm. have some experience out there and they maybe aren't utilizing it. That's an opportunity. Mm. So is it this type of thing you think that anybody could pursue a career in, um, not just building a business, but going in this whole area of consulting and, uh, like providing an online type of a service. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a feel for that business model? Is it something that anybody could do if they put the time in, or is it? Do you have to really have a passion for it? I think anybody can achieve anything they want to achieve. Really, to be honest, I think there's no restriction. We all see examples of extraordinary people out there. Um, whether it's a, 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 you know, a physical stoppage to why they can't do something, or a, you know, they just don't feel like they have enough value to succeed in some area. I think there's no reason why you can't succeed in anything you want to do. You just have to have, be persistent um, and you just have to continually pour knowledge into your head and be careful not to chase shiny objects because there's lots of those out there. Um, and, and another one that jumped in my mind was the, the, the sort of the traditional path versus the maybe the more fast track or the entrepreneurial path. Mm. What are your thoughts on like, traditional educational institutions going to uni, Ooh, you know, putting yeah. in those years? Uh, look... I'm going to be a little biased on this one because I, I failed high school. So that's the truth. Um, by choice. I didn't like it. I didn't appreciate it. didn't enjoy it at all. I'm not sure exactly why. Probably because um, maybe a round, a round object in a square hole. I don't know. But um, there's probably heaps of reasons. Um, but 
Look, I, I feel like, yes, education is super important. And I feel like, though, uh, mentoring is probably more important. And it's very hard in this day and age with mums and dads working and not having a lot of time for family and children and different things, different aspects like that. But um, traditional education, I think I think it's very important depending on what your personal success is. So I said this to my kids just recently. So I feel like if you wanted to be an engineer or you wanted to be a builder or you wanted to be a doctor, then yes, education is so important to you and you need to strive for that goal and you need to understand those goals. I think they understand how to learn goals from the people that are around them when they're growing up. So if they have really good role models, then they're going to be able to make some decisions early on in their life. Um what do I think of university? Um, interesting fact. Uh, marketing degree in university, uh, I don't think you could possibly keep up, but I'm not sure. Um, I, I've never done one. Um, I'm not speaking from experience, but I think if you had a marketing degree, I think you could learn just as much by following the right training programs. You could learn it on Udemy. You could learn it on YouTube. You could opt into someone that's got a hell of a lot of credibility in the space like Neil Patel or any one of those you know, uh, inspiring digital marketers and you could learn everything you wanted to and provide so much more value to a client. Um, And the reason I say that is because recently, well, it's not even recent, it's been a while now, I found that the trend in branding and and everything like that is shifting to more, um, you know, the content doesn't have to be severely branded around the brand. It doesn't have to be, if you're a small to medium business, you don't have to focus too heavily on your brand in a way that, is super credible. It's more about your connection to that end user and the and the message that's being sent through the content that you're putting out there. I mean, people want to do people do business with people. They don't do business with products and services necessarily. I mean, yes, big organisations they do, I believe, but small to medium business when they're doing transactions, it seems to me that you know it's a personal connection and people these days are going to brands that they have a personal connection or feel to because of the content that they're putting out there. So I think traditional education could come a long way, but I feel like you could get a really good education still and then pursue whatever you wanted to, unless you're a doctor or you know engineer or whatever, and 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 be very successful in whatever you wanted to do. Mm. Yeah, that that's good. I think that's a perspective that um, people can can look at and and consider for themselves. Obviously, there there's going to be more of a trades path and mm. depends on the industry. And sometimes yep. you need to have those. Runs on the board. You need to have the earn the stripes to yep. prove that you've you've done it. That's um, right. And uh, yeah, but I think it's to, to have hopes that that's going to be some kind of magic uh, mm. magic formula. I think that people should wake up and pretty yeah. much um, take a good look. And and it's pursuing the path that you think is going to yeah. be enjoyable for you at that moment. I think that's where we want to mm. get people to realize that. Um, yeah, there's jobs, but then there's sort of this overarching purpose for what you're working on in general in your life. So, yeah. and if you can if you can string them together, all the better. So yeah. you got uni, you, you meet some cool mates, and you're learning. Um, but yeah, to hope that that's mm. going to be yeah, that's uh, the answer to all the armed questions. with yeah, yeah. It's not like you can download programs like the Matrix and <laughs> unfortunately not yet. Not maybe yet. when Elon Musk does his little <laughs> chip that he's talking about, maybe we could do that then. Yeah. <laughs> so you're following all that? Yeah, I follow a little bit of it. Neur- I mean, Neuralink. Uh, Part of, yeah, the Neuralink, that's the one. Yeah, um, yeah. it's interesting how the world's uh, changing. I think the next 10 years is going to be exceptional as long as society can st- stick together, you know, and, and, and be be one unit. But, um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting world that we're in right now. Does the future kind of excite you as, as an entrepreneur or how do you feel about the future? Um, yeah, look, I, I couldn't say anything negative. I, I'm concerned. Everyone's concerned, I think, across the board about heaps of different things. 
um, across the world, uh, political hunger problems, environment, everyone's concerned about something, I'm sure, but I'm an optimist. I think um, I try not to talk, uh, sorry, no, I try not to absorb too much media, to be honest, at all. I mean, I don't know anything that's going on in the COVID world until someone tells me. But um, that's because I'm dedicated to my journey um, and I only absorb the content that I need to absorb to where I'm going and, and anyone that's close to me that I need to absorb that content, whether it's a message from friends or whatever it might be, that's just what I absorb. But yeah, I feel like um, I think there's a lot of positivity out in the world um, and I feel like there's also a lot of negativity. In it. But um, what are you going to do? I mean, it's been like this for centuries and centuries and centuries. Um, I'm sure there's an answer to a lot of things, but I don't have those answers. <laughs> so Yeah, well, it's... Yeah, it's, it sounds like you developed a pretty solid personal filter, which is kind of, I think yeah. everyone's waking up to the fact that, geez, you know, like, where does this end? Yes. Yeah. Um, and where did my day go? Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. Flicking yeah. through yeah. social. Yes. Yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got a pretty strong stance on how I manage my notifications nowadays on my phone. I never used to, um, but I found it was so disrupting, not um, controlling my own environment. Um, and you know, so now I only have two notifications on my phone and I don't even have an email notification. It's literally just text messages and phone calls. That's it. Everything else is turned off. Um, and there's a reason for that. There's a time and place to manage your time. Time's super important. It doesn't matter if you, if you're not making money, even in a job, time's very important to put aside for different things that are important to you. So if you're getting distracted every minute or every, however many notifications you get, um, then I feel like it's a real negative thing for your, for your, uh, for your brain. Hmm. Yeah. One thing you mentioned really early on in this episode was talking about uh, a bit of life hacks or even just work hacks. Or do you mm. find that you've got some apps that you use that are just that have come to be? Yep, I must have these. They just help me get my yep. day organized, or it's a Absolutely. certain tool. Anything that comes to mind? Look, we have fourteen different Chrome extensions that just make our life absolutely amazing, and um, I could probably share those with um, share those with you. But um, the one that I really love is Loom Loom uh, screen recording. It's uh, a really cool way to um, communicate to anyone you want in regards to your team members, other workers. If you're not face to face with them, to communicate a problem where you don't have to use email. Um, I mean, sometimes we're in such a rush, we're typing out an email, and we we, we know what we want and we know what we're trying to achieve and the goal of that email, whatever it is, but then you don't, you're not conveying the message properly or, and then it gets lost in transition, which causes frustration. So I found that Loom is a absolutely successful app and I use it every single day. Um, what happens is you record something, whether it's yourself or you record on your screen, whatever you're trying to show someone, and then it gives you a link and you can send that link to anyone you want. And uh, it's always available there and you can download it. You can put it on YouTube, you do whatever you like. But um, we put our, I did my entire training platform for my team, the whole onboarding experience for putting a new team member in and all the different things and aspects that we do in our business is all systemized by using that one tool of video recording. It's crazy. So I love that tool. But there's heaps of others too, like absolutely heaps of other great tools out there as well. Mm. And are you a mobile phone app guy where you productivity yep. or some other yeah. tool? Yeah, definitely. I mean, on the phone, we use Slack. Um, Slack's a really important tool for us because we have a remote team doing certain jobs and work for us, like uh, virtual assistants and things like that. Um, so, yeah, we use that pretty much probably every hour. Uh, so we use that a fair bit, yeah. Um, do, you, do you feel like you've sampled a few over the years? I, know I can kind of relate a little bit in the yeah. sense that there's always some new gadget, new widget, oh, and yes. you're like, do I spend the time to consider if this is any better than the one I'm using. Yeah. Um, sometimes you get drawn in because it's shiny and new. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Shiny object syndrome. Is oh, it? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, look, I've been lost in that uh, many a times trying to build the business and work out what's going to be the most suitable direction for the technology we're going to use. Um, used, everyone used to be a big Microsoft 365 fan. Um, don't want to speak ill about that, but I prefer Google Workplace. Um, it is absolutely amazing. No need for a tech. I mean, you can learn it. You, I mean, you, there is techs out there that will implement it for you if you have every bit time poor. But if you want to learn it yourself, um, you can get all the training you want online pretty much free through YouTube. And um, you can set up a Google Workplace and you don't need a tech guy to set up emails and do email centers. There's so much software out there now that you can do a lot of this work yourself or train an administration staff member to do this work. Whereas before, you might have to wait who knows how long, depending on how great your IT service was. Um, for someone to do that work, where now is you can just train um, a person that's in administration to do this work. So I think technology, from a positive point of view, has done so much, and I feel like business owners don't even know about it because they just don't know even what keywords to type into Google, right, to find what they need. So that's another cool thing I think that's happened over the last few years that I found really beneficial. Mm. Mm. I like the story that you're you're basically painting the picture that you're you're self-made and that you pursued areas to just learn it yourself yeah. and then but I've also noticed that it sounds like you're handing that over or at least equipping people with those same tools so that they can then you're not doing everything in the business no you've perhaps looked at virtual assistants and other ways to to become more efficient absolutely um was that a hard transition yes it was um when you uh when you really are hands-on and you really just like to get things done and you may have a bit of anxiety because sometimes I have a bit of anxiety about getting things done even though I'm achieving so much and I know it you get a bit of anxiety about not achieving enough quick enough so you're racing like a, a horse at the track and and you feel like you're not doing enough so um I found that um yeah uh that experience was hard because you have to then calm down take some time create a system that works and make sure that whatever that system you're creating is easily um, trainable to the person that's going to do that work. And you know what else? It's got to be enjoyable for that uh, person to learn too and proactive. You know, you, sometimes you can just write down a system on a piece of paper to start with and then share that with a team. But if you can transfer that into a video training like, like we've done for our team, uh, they just go wow, I've never really, that's that. well, that's the, their response that we've had. Uh, we've onboarded another three or four people this week and they've gone, wow, we've never seen this before. And I'm like, I've never really created it before either. This is my first time. And it's just because of all the experience and knowing what it's like being frustrated all the time in my growth as a business owner and hating that feeling and trying to eliminate that feeling uh, as much as possible. So, yeah. You, uh, you mentioned the, the two words, calm down which just really mm. jumped out at something that probably doesn't happen in most cases where mm. someone sees the goal, they're just frantically trying to get there. <laughs> yeah. But it's perhaps, um, so the calm down stage, is that a purpose, pur purposeful thing? Do you find yourself thinking, all right, like do you have a little bit of an, a pattern interrupter where you just mm. step away from things or is it just ingrained in you now that you just know that's what works in, um, in your model? Yeah, look, uh, it's only... I think, I think you come and go from that model, say for as a model, like how you manage yourself. So yes, yeah, sometimes I do it extremely well and I'm like so good at it. And then other days I let it slip and I'll be like way past the frustration stage and I'll be saying to myself, I'm not getting up until this is done, right? I'm just going to finish this now. And that's probably not the best way to achieve it, right? Because you're not in a clear focus mindset. So, so therefore 
you win some and you lose some. It's just depending on which battle you want to win and which one that you want to lose. So I always find that there's no perfect recipe. Everyone's going to go through this. I, uh, from what I've read, too, everyone goes through this. So um, in our space, in mm. our business mindset mindset space. So um, if we were going to take a, a break, would you head out and go to the gym? Would you go for a movie? Would you just go for a walk around the local area? What's uh, what's something that's yeah. non-work that would give you that break? Look, I I probably just go for a little walk. I mean, if it's if I've got severe amounts of frustration, I, I, I do a bit of martial arts. So I go to a, a gym and do martial arts training and stuff. Uh, or I've got a bag at home, I might do some of that. But it'd have to be a pretty severe circumstance for me to get to that level these days. Maybe in the, in the past, I would go straight to that. But now I can just go for a walk or maybe I can have a chat to my partner, Susie, and she can calm me down because she's, you know, the yin to my yang, you know. So therefore... It's easier now, right? So, um, but in the past, yeah, it would have been, I could have stayed in that mindset for a lot longer. I could have been there for maybe half a day potentially, but uh, nowadays it's not like that at all. Mm. So, yeah. And a bit of life in the day of Tim, sorry, a little bit day in the life of Tim, yep, sorry. Yep. If, uh, is it, you find your routines a daily routine where you've just, you're going through it or is it quite, uh, quite a varying, you've got, you've got the family as well, right? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, what's your week like? Well, I'm not the best person on routine, I will admit that, um, but I do have a routine. I've found over the years, I always tried to implement a certain routine that I'd read from other people, and I found that if you try to push things way, way too hard to change who you are as a person, then it sometimes is not the best. So my routine in the morning, I'll wake up anytime before seven o'clock, depending on what's happening, and depends how hard I've worked the, day, the night before. Um, because sometimes I work into the night because I'm trying to finish something. Um, and that's cool because then we'll balance that lifestyle out with another day where I might finish at three o'clock to spend time with family. It just depends how I want to choose what I want to do, right? Or what we choose as a family. So therefore, what I try to do is I get up in the morning. I usually just wash my face, do my things, and then, um, always just have a coffee. I used to have breakfast on and off, but I found as I got older, and I'm only 36 now, but I found as I got older, that wasn't agreeing with me as much, and I felt a bit lethargic from it. And uh, we do gym two or three times a week generally as much as possible, but you know, sometimes depending on the commitment to family, because we have a big family, uh, we, we push that to the side. I wouldn't recommend pushing those things to the side, but that's just how it is for me. And then the rest of the day is work, and I don't usually have much of a lunch break. I like to work and eat. It's just my thing, and I don't feel like I want to change it either, because I'm not unhappy with it. So why change it if I'm not unhappy with it? If I need to take time for myself, I do. If I want to take a bit of time out and do some training and learn something, you, I'll, I'll take that time out and learn um, because I feel like it's just so so important just to make sure that you're doing things that are right for you and the people closest to you. And that's all you really got to do. I mean, you can have the most stringent routine. Like I read somewhere yesterday that Mark Wahlberg gets up at 2.30 in the morning and trains gym four times a day and I'm just, or something like that. And I'm like, damn, he looks so good. I wish I had a body like that. But uh, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Maybe later on down the track, my life will change and I'll pivot and, and do something different. But that's what the way it is for me at the moment. It's amazing. It's amazing those pieces of content that just cut through. I saw the exact same clip. Yeah. And again, I'm not, 
I'm rarely on the social media trying to like <laughs> yeah. see everything, but yeah. it, 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 it reaches you. It, yeah, does. it, it gets up. you. Yep. So someone's properly engineered that or yep. the algorithm got you. They, they, got, they got us for sure. <laughs> um, anyway, as long as it's a positive influence, yeah. so we'll take it for what it is. That's it. Um, cool. One of the aspects we like to bring out is the, the idea of celebrating, um, you know, the grind, the hustle, it's all good. Mm. When's the celebration? When's that payoff? And I think waiting too long can take its toll on lots of people, yourself as an individual, your family, your family's waiting for you to... Yeah you know, when is it enough enough type thing? Yeah, um, definitely. Do you see a celebrate, have you recently celebrated anything or do you see one on the horizon where you can be like, you know what, end of this year, that's our goal? Um, yeah. yeah. Look, last year we did something really different. We um we went on working holidays on the school holidays where we took our laptop because we're in a laptop world of business. We just have our laptop, we have a remote team or a team and they work from a computer too. And um, we went uh, traveling and camping for the whole holidays. We got a camper trail and we did all that. And it was pretty good. Like it has its frustrations when you first started out because you've got a big family. But um, it was really, really good. And um, we found that really rewarding. So we've got, you know, those types of goals to do those types of things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Work and travel and it's easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's good. I mean, to hear that you've got the family, I'm just curious about the um, the connection of the two, um, I can relate a little bit in the sense that in, in building something, I'm always I'm thinking more about at some point, this is, I don't want to just end with me. I'd like to hand that off and pass it along to mm. gen future generations and almost pursuing areas that you hope your family is interested in. Yeah. Um, is this a business that you think will have a generational aspect or is it just sort of in the moment now and maybe that creates some wealth and then you just pivot into something else? What are your thoughts? Yeah, interesting. Um I, for so long, wanted to leave a legacy for my last name because I felt like my family always hard workers. And um, it was a real big part of why I was driving so hard for success in the early days. Nowadays, because I'm a little bit more patient, patient as a human, I guess, um, yeah, look, a legacy is important. Is this going to be um, the legacy for my kids? Um, possibly. Who knows? It's a really interesting world, but I feel like that it's hard to to know uh, if there is going to be a legacy for them to take over, depending on where the world goes and how technologically advanced we we get, because it's just come such a long way since two thousand and seven, really. Um, so yeah, look, I, I want a legacy, but that legacy doesn't mean that I would particularly just hand over the keys and say, "Please don't stuff it up," you know, because I've heard those stories from from uh, people I've met. Um, I've heard some crazy thing to say um, it takes two generations to create something and one to lose it or something, and I was just laughed when I heard that statement. But, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it would be cool to leave a legacy for the family, but I feel like it's the legacy that I would prefer to leave is that of um, education and mentoring and being a more positive role model and creating um, or getting the kids to understand that, they are the most important person in their life for their mind. And then whatever they want to do, then they'll get it from just being, you know, in the right frame of mind. That's just really what it's all about. That's what I have learned over the last 10 years. Um, if you can just instill that in your kids so they can achieve those things, I think then that is the legacy because they don't need to follow in my footsteps. As long as they reach any personal success for themselves, I really and proud of them. That's fine. That's okay. So I think that's more of the legacy I would leave. It's not really having a few, you know, a few hundred million dollars in the bank. You know, it's not really that for me. I mean, if that happens, then fantastic. But uh, that's not the legacy I'm looking for. So, mm. Yep. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's sort of that value of what does society value? Is it money? Is it ultra wealth? Um, yeah. 
being here on the Gold Coast in Prince Brisbane, Queensland, there's sort of a mix of yeah. uh, various different backgrounds. People have money. Sometimes it's uh, yeah. uh, more challenging areas. So um, it just it, probably we're getting close to wrapping up, but I was just yeah. curious on the uh, your knowledge about the Australian landscape and maybe some people that are that have a legacy here. So if you think mm. about people that Australians and generational wealth, is there something that pops into your mind that whether it's a Queenslander or somewhere national that somebody that's made an impact passed it along to their family um in a positive sense i guess mm, that's a good one actually to be honest nothing really is coming to mind that much um uh yeah it's something maybe I, that's an interesting question maybe i'll go home and do a bit of research on that tonight no one for me really no there's one that jumps out at me um primarily based on looking at these every time we look at a piece of software mm. i'm always assuming that it's developed out of the u.s yeah, and it's just reached global rollout it always surprised me when I stumble onto something. I'm like, that was based, that was developed in Sydney. That was mm. developed. So you might be familiar with um, Atlas, Atlas, I can't even pronounce it, Atlassian um, okay. or Jira. It's like a project management tool. Okay. Yep. And it's absolute powerhouse. Is it? And it was developed by um, Mike Cannon Brooks, is the guy. I mean, these guys would be 30s, maybe 35s, maybe 40 now. Mm. But I mean, I think they're at billionaire status. Wow. And I mean, it's not about that. It's just about how humble these guys are. Yeah. And they're spinning it off into all sorts of charitable, Yep. Uh, just community-based things, That's but it's good. it's not even that. It's it's more just they're not overwhelmed or they're not flexing on taking mm. advantage and being like, well, we're now we're going to mm. control the whole um, yes, landscape. We've of, seen that a bit out there in the world, haven't we? Right. Yep. So it's I kind of like that. That and if there's more of those things, I think that's a good way yeah, to totally model to follow. So yeah, yeah, totally I agree with that. But yep. Long road to get there, but it's nice to see. And those are probably hard work to get there, and of course, a bit of luck and timing. But yeah. Um, it's neat to see. And I, I'm not sure globally if people are aware mm. that some of these super, super useful tools are actually built mm. locally. It's actually surprising. I found there's so much entrepreneurial spirit coming out of New Zealand. There's so many things and innovations that have come out of New Zealand in all different industries. And you don't know until you know, do you? So, so that example you've given, I can't remember of, of the ones I've read recently, but there's just so much inspiration coming out of New Zealand as well. As well. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to have some guests that mm. uh, um, are familiar in developing that space. But um, mm. yeah, it's a little look in for everybody from overseas. And uh, if you can't travel to Australia, I encourage you to get here and get, get on the ground and, and have a chat with people. That's uh, a lot of stories that are not being told. So That's very true. Uh, yep. There we go. Tim, awesome. Thank you very much for your time. Really Thank appreciate you. it. And we welcome back anytime to uh, get the update. Just before we wrap up, we want to get a feel of where you might be headed in, say, a year's time. Yep. Um, you're, you've told your story. Uh, if we get you back in a year's time, where do you think you'd be? Oh, good question. I think that um, we would have definitely touched on and helped a lot of businesses. I had this thought in my mind a little while ago that eventually I'd like to change our branding just a little bit to be called the Growth Factory. That's what I'd like, Traffic Coach, the Growth Factory. I mean, we're, right now our brand is Traffic Coach, your marketing department. Um, I feel like um, the journey we're on at the moment, um, if um, everybody opts in, uh, in regards to clients, they opt into our program that we're about to launch, like really hard this year, I feel like they're going to get so much out of it um, from all different aspects. So that's our journey. We've got some financial goals behind that. We've got some really cool personal goals too as well for the family. But um, yeah, I think in 12 months time, COVID or no COVID, I'm really not concerned about that. I feel like there's still heaps of opportunity. I think we're going to be in a really, really positive 
space. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we can certainly share some links out for people to, to refer back and follow you. Absolutely. Is there anything you want to share, like an Instagram profile or um, anything like that? Yeah, look, I think the main the main thing to share is just the, the website. If, yeah. you, if you're looking for support, if you're frustrated in the way your business is running, whether it's systems, you know, processes, whether it's uh, marketing, anything like that, uh, we're definitely there to support you. I mean, just go to www.trafficcoach.com.au. There it is. And we'll make sure we get links through to you guys as well. So guys, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. And that's the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. Tim Austin. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. We appreciate your support and welcome your input. So if there is a topic that you would like to see covered, please let us know via our website, aussieambitions.com or any of our social media accounts. And please subscribe to receive all of our updates. We hope that you picked up some helpful tips helping you to get to where you want to go. And if you've got a story to tell and are able to come for a visit, definitely get in touch.